I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Kat Ventura, the executive producer for news at Puma Podcast. We heard you love Teka Teka News and also want to go on a deeper dive than we usually do in our five-minute episodes. That's why we made Teka Teka Explains. Kumbaga, sa thesis, ang Teka Teka News ang synopsis, ang Teka Teka Explains naman yung RRL. Pero hindi siya kasing complicated. So sit back and listen to the first episode of the Teka Teka Explains podcast. The pandemic did not happen overnight. While we were all caught off guard in 2020, Scientists knew all along it was just a matter of time. We're all very connected to each other. And if we want to stop the next pandemic, it's really not going to work for us. We're not going to be very efficient if we look at humans or any species in isolation of the environment or other species. That's Suzanne Murray, animal infectious disease expert at the Smithsonian in the U.S., warning global leaders at the World Economic Forum talk back in August 2016. Yes, 2016. The world ignored such warnings, and true enough, four years and counting later, here we are. I'm Camila Lemia, and this is Teka Teka Explains. In this episode, we'll dive into the role the Philippines plays in the global wildlife trade. By now, we know that a wet market in Wuhan, China, selling live, exotic animals, was the first epicenter of the COVID-19 outbreak. With live slaughter, unsanitary conditions, multiple human contact with wildlife, such markets are the perfect breeding ground for zoonotic diseases, or diseases that are transmitted from animals to humans. Animals in these markets are caged, stressed, de-skinned, tied down, taped. They sit side by side with cuts of meat and slabs of seafood, while buyers move from one stall to the next, touching everything. Shortly after the outbreak in Wuhan, the Chinese government banned all wildlife trade. But it was too little too late. Do you know how many animal-to-human virus outbreaks there have been before COVID-19? We saw the galloping rise of SARS, Severe Acute Respiratory Syndrome. And as new cases emerge, quarantines expand, and the disease spreads to North America, the consequences are multiplying. In 2002, there was SARS, or Severe Acute Respiratory Syndrome, caused by a virus found in bats, and then transmitted to civets before reaching humans. In 2012, there was the Middle East Respiratory Syndrome, or MERS-CoV, May labing walong bagong kumpirmadong kaso ng Middle East Respiratory Syndrome Coronavirus o MERS-CoV. Kinumpirma ito ng Ministry of Health ng Saudi. Umabot na rin sa apat ang namatay dahil sa virus. Kabilang dito ang isang Pinay nurse na nagtatrabaho sa Riyadh. 
That coronavirus passed through dromedary camels. This is the deadliest outbreak of Ebola on record. The latest figures from the World Health Organization show more than 1,200 people have been infected in Guinea, Sierra Leone and Liberia. Then the Ebola outbreak in West Africa was traced to humans' hunt for primates' meat. The virus was likely transmitted from bats to primates and then to people. The same thing goes for HIV, Zika and Nipah virus. Studies show that nearly 8 out of 10 emerging infectious diseases come from wildlife before they are transmitted to humans. I am Attorney Teresa Tanasas. I am the OIC Chief of the Wildlife Resources Division and Head of Legal Unit of the Biodiversity Management Bureau. So, how did we get here? Economic growth has disrupted ecosystem and the habitats of our wildlife through unplanned urbanization, land degradation, and deforestation. They are the main drivers of the loss of our wildlife. With a highly organized and complex crime syndicate, illegal wildlife trade is now the fourth largest illegal trade worldwide after drugs, firearms, and human trafficking. That's according to the Asian Development Bank. Illegal wildlife trade is estimated to bring in up to $23 billion yearly. The Philippines, one of the 17 megadiverse countries, is at the center of this global trade. It has become an important source, transit, and destination point. The ADB estimates the illegal trade here to be worth around 50 billion pesos a year. I am Maria Ronelli D. Bisquera-Sheen. I am the executive director of Tangol Kalikasan. It has become a big business because the gain is higher than the risk. Hindi pa rin talaga natin natatrack yung mga, mga malalaking sindikato. Kadalasan na nahuhuli ay yung mga maliliit lang, yung mga nasa front line ano, kapag ginagawa itong illegal na gawain na ito. Kaya patuloy pa rin, this finances the group that caused havoc, terroristang grupo ano, na then nagsiyang dahilan ng mga kaguluhan sa ating bansa, even in other countries. Illegal wildlife trade is pushing many species to the brink of extinction while threatening human health. To what end? In a 2017 study, the U.S. Agency for International Development, or USAID, found that people who consumed wildlife were mostly driven by two things. The belief that certain products have medicinal value and as an affirmation of social status or wealth. Rhino horn is consumed in China and Vietnam in powder form with people believing it can treat everything, from hangovers to cancer. Tiger bone wine or powder, on the other hand, is used in traditional Chinese medicine as a cure for arthritis or rheumatism. It's also said to improve sexual prowess. And elephant ivory is very highly valued in many countries in Asia, especially when it's fashioned into jewelry or home decor. Humans by nature are inclined to want something beautiful, enticing, extraordinary, or pricey. 
it is a kind of a trophy to them or a status symbol. Speaking of status symbols, one of the world's most trafficked and expensive wildlife is the pangolin. Pangolins are mammals that have scales. Think of them as a combination of armadillo, lizard, iguana, and sloth. That is how unique they are. The Chinese believe pangolin scales can cure a wide variety of diseases like cancer, arthritis, and Parkinson's. Pangolin meat is also considered a luxury food in parts of Asia and Africa. There is a global ban on trade for all eight pangolin species. But illegal trade continues to flourish. So much so that the pangolins are suspected to be one link in the early COVID-19 transmission in Wuhan, China. The Philippines actually has its own kind, the Palawan pangolin. And, you guessed it, the pangolin population in China has dwindled to a point that sellers now source these prized wildlife from the Philippines, India, and other African countries. Napakataas ng pagbibenta ng pangolin dahil na rin sa laki ng kikitain sa pagbebenta nito o sa pangungulekta nito. Marami ang mga taong nagde-demand o humahanap ng pangolin para bilhin. At dahil na rin sa kataasan ng presyo na ibinibigay ng mga bumibili nito, maraming naiinganyo na manguha o mangulekta nito sa wild kahit na alam nila na ito ay pinagbabawal ng batas. Even in Metro Manila, there is a demand for pangolins. Remember Pandy, the pangolin rescued from a posh village in Alabang in the middle of the pandemic? Humingi ng tulong sa NBI ang isang barangay sa Muntinlupa kasi meron silang nasagip o na-arrest yung pangulin dun sa kanilang lugar. Yung tinatawag na critically endangered o malapit ng maubos na lahay ng hayop na may timbang na halos limang kilo ay posibleng ipinustit daw dito sa Metro Manila para kainin. That means wildlife trafficking has also gone high tech. Now with just a few clicks, you can get your hands on your own wildlife or exotic pets. Clearly, the syndicates and sellers have also adapted to the new normal. The Department of Environment and Natural Resources is well aware of this. Ang mga tao ay lumipat na ng ibang pamamaraan ng pagbebenta ng itong mga illegally traded wildlife. At sa ngayon nga, mahikita mo na ang mga tao ay pumunta na sa iba't ibang platforms, katulad ng Facebook, ng WhatsApp. We did a mini-investigation. It turns out, a simple Facebook search for some of the threatened and endangered turtles, such as black-spotted turtles and Indian star tortoise, easily leads you to sellers. There are also bearded dragons, snakes, and other reptiles for sale. I asked some online sellers. One said a bearded dragon leatherback costs 4,000 pesos without papers, while a female python costs 7,000 pesos also without papers. But what if I want to buy it legally? One seller was honest enough to admit he does not know how it works. The other said he can produce a document. Where from? I have no idea. In lockdown, delivery riders have become the lifelines of black market sellers. For example, a trip to Pampanga from a seller's location in Cavite will cost only 400 pesos. Also, because of mobility restrictions, Authorities can't go back on breeders and poaching sites as easily as before. In short, the pandemic 
triggered by the illegal wildlife trade, has made buying and selling these animals even easier. Ironic, isn't it? Criminals are becoming more enterprising than ever. But we could not say the same for the country's wildlife conservation law, Republic Act 9147, which has failed to adapt to the times. It was enacted in 2001, back when the internet and other technology were just starting. Attorney Ronnie Biscera Sheen, the executive director of Tangol Kalikasan, says it is high time to enhance the law. Ito ay 20 years old na, no? yung, in terms of age, kailangan nating i-update dahil yung mga tinatarget na gusto nating mga mahuli, the organized crime, um, na-upgrade na yung kanilang capability. They use modern technology, mayroon silang pera para mas lalo pa nilang makabili ng mga high-powered guns or in other weapons ano, that they can use for their trade. Two bills seeking to amend the Wildlife Act are now pending in the Senate. The House of Representatives already passed a counterpart measure, but it's going to take more than regulation. This effort of the government to combat wildlife trafficking will not be successful without the support of the Filipino community, of the uh, citizenry. Ano? Perhaps the most disturbing finding in the USAID report on wildlife trade in Asia is this. Most people who bought things like ivory or rhino horn knew endangered animals were killed brutally for these parts, but they felt disconnected from it. Many said elephants were, quote, too far away from their lives to think much about, end quote. If nothing else, the COVID-19 pandemic of 2020 should remind all of us how far that is from the truth. Again, I'm Camille Alemia. You've been listening to Teka Teka Explains. This episode was edited by Presh Capistrano and produced by Kat Ventura. Follow Teka Teka and Puma Podcast on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening. And that was the first episode of the Teka Teka Explains podcast. If you enjoyed it and want more long-form explainers, Go ahead and subscribe to Teka Teka Explains on your podcast app. Maraming salamat po.